Hey, this is Sharan Srivatsa and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about a five-part question framework that allows you to get unstuck, unstressed, out of fear, out of anxiety. So the next time you have this emotion or you're in a position like that, just going through this five-part question framework will give you, will allow you to organize your thoughts so that you have less anxiety, less fear, less stress, and you can do so much more in the world. I break down each of these questions and give you examples and it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa and welcome to Business School. Imagine you are sitting around a table with eight or nine really successful entrepreneurs. Say they're doing hundreds of millions of dollars, um, one even over a billion dollars in sales. And you have a four hour mastermind group session ahead of you. And there are topics and ideas discussed. My question is like, what do you talk about? (laughs) What do you ask for help on? Have you ever thought about if you could walk into a room and everybody there was around, committed, and, uh, and, and dedicated to supporting you, what would you ask about? So today I'm gonna well, walk you through a recent mastermind uh, group takeaway. In, in one of my recent mastermind groups, we talked about, well, we were sitting around the table uh, in our monthly session, and there's billions of dollars of sales around this table, and I want to pull out this one conversation that I think will benefit you. I want to pull out this one conversation that I think, if you actually knew this, will help you. Because everybody in that room is a um, is just like you. They're all human. And um, one of the things that we talked about was fear. The thing is, what do you do when you are afraid? What do you do when you are afraid? Now, Uh, we as a group came up with five or six things and I want to walk you through this five or six things that we came up with, like what to do when you're afraid. But the overarching sentiment that we all came to is one of the things that how we handle fear. And first, it's a very normal human emotion. It happens to the best of us. Uh, Some of us are afraid of complex things. Some of us are afraid of simple things. Some of us are afraid of money-based things. Some of us are afraid of reputation-based things. Nevertheless, any situation that we are afraid, stuck, etc., there is fear. So the first overarching thing, before I talk about this five-step process, is fear has no place on paper. I'll say that again. Fear has no place on paper because when you have an idea, when you're, when you're afraid of something, you start daisy chaining ideas in your head. You start thinking about the several multitude of things that could go wrong, that could break down and how, uh, if that breaks, something else will break. If that breaks, something else will break. If that breaks, something else will happen. If that breaks, you'll lose everything. And then you go to a very dark place. So when you can actually write down what you're afraid about, everything that I'm going to tell you about right now is a very simple process on writing something down. So 
I will list these questions in the in the show notes, and you can literally just walk through these five questions and make some very quick notes, and it'll give you a significant amount of progress. But I would offer you this one thing to do it on paper. Don't try to just think about this. Just write the notes down on paper so that you can get yourself out of this this state of fear that is very common to all of us humans. It is a survival mechanism. It is a uh, coping mechanism. It is a it is a true. Uh, it's a key part of our humanity. So let's actually embrace it and work through it. All right. So here are five things you can do when you're afraid. And let me break down each of those. The first one is writing down what exactly are you afraid about? What exactly are you afraid about? Oftentimes we feel afraid and we don't know exactly what we're afraid about, whether it is our reputation, whether it is money, whether it is time, whether it's an investment, whether it's losing a job, what exactly are you afraid about? The sooner you can disclose that to yourself and on paper, the better it is. So what, number one, what exactly are you afraid of? Number two, what is the worst thing that can happen? What is the worst thing that can happen? A lot of times what happens is when we're afraid of something, we say, oh, I invested a million dollars in this deal. This deal is going to go south. This is, feels terrible. Uh, and then you're afraid, which is good, right? I'm making up numbers here. And then you say, oh, but what exactly are you afraid about? You're afraid of losing that money? Okay, great. Say you lost that money. What happens next? Do you lose your house? Maybe not. Do you, if, if that's, is that all your life savings? Probably not. Can you wake up the next morning and not afford where to live, to eat, to, uh, uh, to sleep? Can you, can you, you know, based on all of that, do you have no food? What happens in our mind is we keep daisy chaining the, what we're afraid of. And then we get to the point of it saying, oh, it's going to affect our own survival. But it's almost never the case. So what exactly is the worst thing that can happen? So number one, what exactly are you afraid about? Number two, what exactly is the worst thing that can happen? Once you have these, right? So you have the problem written down. You know what you're afraid of and you, you know the worst thing that can happen. You want some perspective. So the question number three is, what would your mentor do in the situation? What would your mentor do in the situation? Since you know your mentor, a friend, a coach, someone that you deeply respect, you can say, hey, what would Elon do in the situation? What would Sharon do in the situation? What would Michael do in the situation? What would uh, Warren Buffett do in the situation? Whatever, whoever your mentor is, you know, you know that they have been around a little longer than you. You know that they have dealt with tougher situations than you. You know that they have more perspective and stability than you. And you ask the question, what would your mentor do in the situation? You're pulling yourself out of yourself and you're trying to see the world from a different person's eyes. You're trying to get more perspective. And a lot of times we just think, what would we do? But if you can get a sense of what would someone else do, it gives you some options. It gives you some optionality. It gives you some variables. It gives you some perspective. It gives you uh, some other way, some other lens, some other uh, angle to look at the situation with, which otherwise you would not see. So as you think about this, I'll recap it again. First is you write it all down. It's very easy. It doesn't have to be fancy. Number one is what exactly are you feared about? Number two, what is the worst thing that can happen? Number three, what would your mentor do in this situation? Maybe use one, maybe use two mentors. What would they do in the situation? What would your, you know, what would your father, what would your uncle do in the situation? If you can write that down, if you don't know and can't come up with an answer, think of a different mentor. What would that mentor do in that situation? Because there's a good chance that what is happening to you is not the first time it's happening to somebody in the world, right? Someone has gone through this. Someone has figured out. Someone has coped with this. Someone has gotten over it. Someone has made this low point a high point. 
How can you get their perspective just to think better? Number four, what do the numbers say? What do the numbers say? Is there a way for you to just look at a spreadsheet? What do the numbers say? Um, I always, I'll give you a quick sidebar here and maybe this is a go to a deeper episode. I always talk about how uh, there's three artifacts that can solve almost any problem in an entrepreneur's life and upgrade their lives. Number one is a calendar problem. Number two is a spreadsheet problem. Number three is a journal problem. The calendar problem allows you to get freedom of time and solve time-related issues, prioritization issues. The spreadsheet problem always generally allows you to solve flow of money or numbers-related issues because that there's a metric-driven component of our lives. And number three, there's a journaling problem, which means that you're not able to take your pain, your thoughts, your ideas, your concepts, your perspectives, and you're not able to organize them well. So that's the journaling problem, right? And when I say journal, I don't mean you to open up a book and it's a leather bound journal and you write every write every night saying, dear journal, and you pour your heart out. No, it's just taking your thoughts from your head and organizing them on paper so they can be utilized in the world. So the question here is, what do the numbers say? And you may say, you know what, I, I, I wrote a check for $100,000, this investment, this investment happened, uh, I'm probably not going to get it back, or it's growing, or I need the money back right now, I should not have made this investment, it's probably not the right, the right fit for me, what do I do now? Like, what do the numbers say? Maybe it's a business problem where um, you are not going to be able to make payroll this month. And you have X amount of dollars that you need to make payroll. What happens? What do the numbers say? Is, is that a fear or is it that you just have to create a $7,000 for a short-term loan to make it happen and then everything happens and becomes okay? So it's not even a money problem. It's a financing problem. It's crazy how a lot of times we think we're going to lose money, but generally it's not one of those. So what do the numbers say? And last but not least, based on all of this, what is our plan of action? Let me recap and walk you through the plan just a second. Uh, number one, it is what exactly are you afraid about? Number two, what is the worst thing that can happen? Number three, what would your mentor do in this situation? Number four, what do the numbers say? And number five, based on all that you've just figured out on the sheet of paper, what's our plan of action? What's our plan of action? What's our game plan? And the game plan is really simple is how I think about it is what can I do and what do I need support with? Super simple. What can I do and what do I need support with? Right? And then I say, what can I do right now? What, what's a right now thing? What's a later thing? Literally, whenever I think about a plan of action, I only think about these four buckets. What can I do? What do I need help with? What can I do right now? What can I do later? A lot of times people confuse the plan and they start writing this one, two, three step list and then they have 14 steps and they don't know which one goes in what order and it gets really messy. So when someone asks me for a plan, I go very simple. What can I do? What, can I, what do I need support with? What do I need to do right now? What do I need to do later? Once I just have those, it gives me a sense of understanding. Cool. I have something. This is on my plate. I need to get support. This is on their plate. I have something to do right now. I'm going to do that. I have something to do later. I'm not going to worry about that. Right? When you are thrown into a situation and you have a way to think about it, the situation becomes less stressful. The, less, the situation becomes, gives you less anxiety. The situation causes less fear. Most of the time, we're afraid about things only because we don't know how to think about them. A big part of why a lot of our mentors, our coaches, and people who have gone through things, who are experienced, who have been in the trenches, a big part of why things don't phase them is not because they're just born wise. It's that it's probably either happened to them or they've spent some time thinking about what they would do when it would happen to them, right? So what I want to give you right now is you and I feel situations of fear, anxiety, and stress over and over again. That is a very component of being human. And I want to give you this framework that says, okay, cool. Anytime I'm afraid, I do this. Anytime I'm afraid, I go through this five-step process that Trans Mastermind Group came up with. 
right? Uh, a lot of gurus will, uh, we, we talked about this and a lot of people brought their perspective to this. It's very easy for me to say, Sharon's five-step stress bus, stress bis, myth-busting process. I don't want to do that because that's not, I didn't come up with it and I don't need my name associated with it. I found this was a group effort through our mastermind group where you're getting, um, you know, eight to 10 entrepreneurs who run, you know, nine-figure companies. I think you should benefit from this because the next time you're stuck, instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm stuck, you have a path to follow. You have a process to follow. You have a formula to follow. You have a framework that can get you out of it. So let me run through these five ideas once more. The overarching idea being fear has no place on paper, which is when you write it down, uh, it you can actually process it and organize it better, right? That's all. So here are the five questions you ask. Number one, what exactly are you afraid about? Number two, what is the worst thing that can happen? Number three, what would your mentor do in the situation? Number four, what do the numbers say? And number five, what is our plan of action? And when you think about plan of action, you're literally writing up four boxes. What's my, what's on my plate? What's my responsibility? What do I need, need support with? And what do I need to do right now? And what do I need to do later? If, once you have those, you have a framework for thinking about it. You have a framework for organizing your thoughts. A lot of your stress, fear, and anxiety dramatically reduces very quickly. And you can do so much more uh, and you can handle so much more. You have a deeper capacity for taking on more stress, more growth, more pain, more change, which makes you an amazing entrepreneur and a great citizen of the world. I hope this uh, quick five-step process framework allows you to go through and solve a lot of things in your life. I know that there is some component of your life right now, just like there is in mine, uh, there is some stress, some anxiety, or some fear. I know there has to be. There's all, Every single one of us has it as we're growing. Try and use this framework uh, to go through and see how it can give you more clarity. And if it does, just shoot me a quick message on Instagram and say, hey, Sharon, I, I went through your five-part uh, framework. I got this clarity. Just so I know that this benefited you just as much as it benefits me. I uh, hope this is helpful to you. Share this with someone that you think uh, would benefit from this. And I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.